0: This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. I have written down at the top of this to slow down because sometimes I can talk really fast. It's an honor to be here and it's an honor to talk about acceptance and forgiveness. Those are topics that haven't, haven't always been hot topics. I've heard a lot about radical acceptance and radical forgiveness and to be in a space of like-minds who see value in them is an honor. This is a subject that matters to me and has made a great deal of difference in my life. And I've practiced these tools and have, uh, have found a lot of peace from them. In fact, you can say my paradigm has shifted in how I view myself and how I view the world. There was a time in an old paradigm where I found weakness as be, or forgiveness as being weak. Perhaps that was from all the action-adventure movies I saw or all the westerns I saw where you would have a villain and you would have a hero, and there was no forgiveness given. I also saw acceptance as settling for less, as though to just accept something meant you were selling yourself short. And in that paradigm, I valued holding grudges I valued keeping score and seeking revenge. In that paradigm, I saw a person who demanded the most and would act out, threaten, intimidate, or manipulate to give what they wanted as being the winners in life. And this life has taught me a great deal differently. Once I discovered a different paradigm, one that values peace, kindness, Forgiving, little by little, I started making different choices in how I would tell the stories in my mind. I saw the value in forgiving, and I saw the value in acceptance. To accept and forgive is a choice. Not to accept or forgive is a choice. And we make them over and over again. Many indigenous cultures use the word forgive as a verb which makes a great deal of sense to me. It's not as though we forgive or accept once and for all times and we're done with it. It's a practice, and it's a practice that can set us free. Acceptance and forgiving are simply words. They're symbols. In fact, it's worse than that. They're symbols made of symbols, and words mean different things to different people. I looked up the word acceptance in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, and I got a definition of to receive, to be accepted into a fraternity or brotherhood or university, and also to agree upon. And that isn't exactly what we're going for here today. Um, We're looking at acceptance as in to cease resisting or cease fighting, acceptance as in letting go of attachment, Acceptance is not to release so as to be free, to make peace with. And in this, we're mainly dealing with people, places, things, circumstances, or events that we have no control over, that we cannot change. I now see acceptance and forgiveness as being like secret ninja Jedi powers. I see acceptance and forgiveness as being like cardinal directions in which I can gauge where I'm at. And also as like a get-out-of-jail-free card, usually my own jail. You know, once I realize I'm in my own jail of anxiety or resentment or feeling unworthy, I can use acceptance and forgiveness to spin up out of that into the being that I'm meant to be. I had a friend I grew up with. His name was Danny. And he was a few years older than me, so for most of the time I knew him, he was too cool to hang out with me. <laughs> but Danny was riding ATVs with, a good, with his brother, and I remember when he told me the story, he said he just turned a corner, got thrown off his ATV, and hit a tree, and he got knocked out. And when he woke up, his brother was like saying, Are you okay? And he says, Yeah, I'm okay. And he went to stand up, and he couldn't stand up. He was a paraplegic. Now, how I got to know Danny was after the accident, because... He was stuck in his room as a paraplegic, and we would play Monopoly over and over and over again, and I don't think I ever won. But I remember he was going through vocational therapy, and his therapist said once Danny accepted that he was a paraplegic, once he accepted that he wasn't going to be able to walk again, he was able to really excel. I remember when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, we were kind of bounced around from one town to another town, and we were moving to another town, and I was just starting junior high, and we were moving to Madras, <laughs> which is where I met Dave. I hated Madras. <laughs> I saw Madras with razor blades coming out of my eyes, and I was probably the most unhappy, bitter kid you could ever imagine. But after a period of time, I began to just accept the fact that this is where i met and I made friends and I look back with fond memories on the times I had in Madras. Right now, currently, right now, we are in times of great uncertainty. There is a lot of perceived fear. The Internet, media are full of narratives and themes of fear and doom and shortages, agitations, divisiveness, and it's all out there and it's all out of our control. There are times I myself and, I, and others cannot feel, help but feel disempowered, helpless, and full of fear. And this is where we can gain by accepting the practice of, practice of acceptance and forgiveness. And they can set us free. If we could step out of this time stream of September 2021 and look at our species from a broader scope over a length of time, we would find that pandemics have come and gone. There have been times of war and peace, babies being born and loved ones passing away. This whole life thing does not go backwards, seldom does it tarry. There is some kind of innate intelligence and guide that is guiding all of this, or we wouldn't be here in the first place. What I'm saying is, this too will pass this whole thing will pass and will change. What we fear entangles us. What we resist saps our strength. What we hate imprisons us. By giving what we are opposed to space in our minds, our attention and will are bled out from us. Bled from us, instead of being focused on what is important, what nurtures us, our will is no longer free and we were born with free will, even if we are not aware of it. We are behooved. I am now behooving you. You have been behooved. (laughs) To awaken to your free will, to awaken to your own personal sovereignty. How we choose to see ourselves in relationship to this world is up to us. Let us not be programmed by the media, let us not be programmed by the fearmongers. We are free moral agents here, and how we choose to see ourselves in the world is up to us. In my spiritual practice, and I've been able to practice this a lot, <laughs> when I feel deep fear and anxiety, anger and resentment, it's like alarm bells going off in my mind. It's as if, imagine you're driving down the road and you see on your dash a red flashing light. I know there's something wrong with me. And instead of building up a story in my mind to validate my current set of disempowerment, anger, resentment, and sometimes just unworthiness that I feel, I turn to acceptance and forgiveness simply because I don't want to feel that way. And, and I began to realize that I don't have to feel that way. That that's, that's a paradigm I don't have to live. One of the most freeing moments of my life was when I realized that my parents were just scared little kids who grew up and made babies. My father was an alcoholic. My mother had a really difficult life, and she was just disengaged. And I remember going to school and seeing other parents fret over their kids and be concerned about their kids. And I had a great deal of bitterness about that. And it directly, felt, it directly affected my sense of worthiness. And to be honest, for most of my life, I walked around feeling small and then trying to be arrogant to compensate for it. But when I started to realize that my parents were just scared little kids, I began to forgive them. I began to have passion for them. And how this forgiveness as a verb works is Every time I thought of my childhood and thought of my parents, I would build stories about how I deserved more and how they let me down. As my paradigm shifted to forgiveness and acceptance, I started telling my stories that they were doing the best that they could, that they were giving a rough childhood and they did the best they could with what they have. And once I could accept them for what they were instead of comparing them with what I thought they should be, I felt a great deal of peace. And every time they came into my mind, instead of going into a state of anger and betrayal and abandonment, I came into a state of compassion and forgiveness, which set me free to grow in my own worthiness. It wasn't their fault. They weren't doing it on purpose. And what they were doesn't have to directly define who I am or who I choose to be. Before one can choose a wise course of action, one must first accept what is. Accepting what is for what it is takes courage. I choose to accept this pandemic as it is, this economy, these wars, these tragedies, these politics, divorces, aging, death. Death is something that's touching closer and closer to home and something I've experienced. And everyone who has ever lived has died or will die, for every first inhalation there is a last exhalation. Death should be as natural as the setting sun or as natural as the onset of winter. And I believe the only reason we have such a difficult time wrapping our minds around the idea of death when a loved one dies. I lost a sister and a brother this summer is that our innate truth is eternal. If we were simply corporal bodies, dying would not be as tragic as it is. It's only because our truth is eternal, the idea of a sudden end is so difficult to handle. The only time that we become mortal is when we identify with a body. Now this practice of acceptance and forgiveness does not mean that we don't feel our feelings. It doesn't mean that we don't weep our tears. It doesn't mean that we don't grieve and bawl in ugly ways. It doesn't doesn't mean that we don't feel. It also doesn't mean that we don't take right action or that doesn't mean that we don't stand up for our values or make a stand for our own personal integrity. It simply means that we are accepting what is and releasing into the experience without resisting it. No longer being in a state of resistance, we can become proactive with certainty. We can be a calm voice in a storm. We can be an agent of light in a dark time. Upon accepting or releasing the world, in my mind when I look at this world and when I see the headlines, I realize I am powerless over this world. But if I can surrender this world and accept this world for what it is right now, this world no longer has power over me. Our happiness, our worthiness, our truth, our purpose is not subject to the world around us. We set it all free, and we set ourselves free. It's neither good nor bad. It simply is, and we do what is right because it is the right thing to do. Let's take the concept of acceptance from the outside world into the inner world. What parts of ourselves are we resisting? What parts of ourselves are we judging? We can turn the same principle inward, accepting ourselves as we are. All the good parts, all the ugly parts, all the faults, all the weaknesses, all of our fears, Accepting ourselves for who we are right now in this moment and then choosing to bless it. In our own inner world, we can bless that. We can hold ourselves in precious, benevolent love that's not subject to any outside circumstance. We can remove our own obstacles. We are free moral agents, and this life is a choice. Upon accepting everything, we can choose to forgive. Forgiving is an empowered state of action. When you forgive something, you're taking the empowered standpoint. You're no longer letting this event or this person or this action hurt us, make us feel less than. When we choose to forgive, we're setting that person free and therefore setting ourselves free. There was something that that came up when I was working on this last night, and this is something I heard in a dream. And um, it's just a series of statements. But in this series of statements, I realized that my core being, what I'm made of, is not suffering. It's not sadness, and it's not darkness. In the dream, I heard it like this. It said, darkness reminds us of light. Fear reminds us of love. Weakness reminds us of strength. I want to say that again. Darkness reminds us of light. Fear reminds us of love. Weakness reminds us of strength. It is only because we come from light that darkness is unclear. It is only because we come from love that fear is uncomfortable. It is only because we are designed to be free that any degree of helplessness we find to be so disgusting. Again, all this is a choice. We make choices upon what we value. I believe this is all a part of waking up. These conversations we're having now weren't being had 20 years ago. These concepts weren't being discussed. These ideas are waking up among human beings all over the place. We live in a critical time. Our culture, our species is changing at an unprecedented pace. The world we live in now would be almost unrecognizable to our grandparents and great-grandparents. In 20 years, it will be unrecognizable to us now. Life is calling us forth to demonstrate the power of these spiritual principles and concepts to become a voice of acceptance and forgiving, compassion, wisdom, and spread the possibilities of that paradigm to all who witness us. We, be, we can become gifts to our friends and family and to life itself. We are going to be doing time and bodies until we're not. And I don't think there's anything more worthy than healing ourselves from the inside out and then forgiving and setting free the whole world around us. And in that, we help facilitate a paradigm change. And so it is. Thank you.